going on it's chris czar and welcome back to the chris czar show this week got another awesome guest another awesome conversation and holy fuck if you saw this guy you would see how goddamn handsome he is his name is jackson dean he's a dude in his late 20s currently running a business with psilocybin sports fungus head check it out he's also a brilliant singer and an amazing individual so I hope you love this conversation as much as I did with the great and powerful Jackson Dean. <laughs> yeah, more crazy. or less. More or yeah. less. So you turned 21 years old. Mm-hmm. A fungus head. Who comes up with the name? You or? So I, man, I can't remember exactly who it was. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a it was a group effort, I guess you could say. A excellent name. Yeah. When you guys dropped that on me, I was like, shh. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's. I'm that's glad it. some people cringe at the name. You know, yeah. some people like. Oh, I don't know. One yeah. person has expressed expressed cringe. That's okay. But they probably don't listen to the Grateful Dead, <laughs> which in this case, as a you said, it's a sport bank, mm-hmm. right? So people that can research or desire to have a research on mushroom spores, uh, and the like. <laughs> also, the fact that this is gray is also kind of cool. Like yeah, you're 21 years old. Not only are you starting a business, but you're starting a business that is legal in 50% of America at yeah. the time. Well, yeah, in that time, still to this day. And, you know, you can put the air quotes around legal. But, uh, yeah, like 85, 90% of America, those three states um, that, like, there's only three states that strictly prohibit the sell, the sale of spores magic mushroom spores every other state doesn't necessarily allow it they don't strictly you know say anything against it and there are a number of uh, similar vendors out there you know doing the same thing and even now as we get more into the mainstream culture with mushrooms there are now people even offering the mushrooms themselves on the internet which is definitely not legal um so there's people doing all kinds of things around this space. <laughs> and yeah, when we were 21 years old, a little um, naive, naivete, how do you say the sure. naivete? Uh, don't ask me how to yeah. pronounce things, bro. Naive. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a naiveness. I'm a little um, too dude. How's <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson on the other hand? Maybe. Just, yeah, able to. Naivete. Naivete. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and. Um, you buffoon (laughs) but yeah that aspect of it uh definitely feels uh like invigorating at times yeah like a gangster like a gangster almost (laughs) something like it bro yeah also though there's the anxiety aspect of it too Mm -hmm. not gonna lie less now that we've been able to develop in it and grow it 
and then also see how other people are operating their stuff. Not to say that that's any indicator of where we sit within the whole legal realm. And the fact that there is even this sort of legal aspect to think about is unfortunate in my opinion, but I guess it's there nonetheless. And the metaphor of it being a baby was that some of the reasons why that uh, acting out would happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that creates some extra snags for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful about your business when it's in the gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say the least. And this isn't necessarily a, a main thing for you, but you did bring up something beautiful, which was you can be successful in anything. If you give the right time and energy to it. And for some folks, they spread themselves out a little bit too thin. Maybe I'll say I (laughs) may have a tendency to spread myself out too thin. And some of it's just by reacting to the necessities, to the things with which I have committed myself to already. Yeah. Right. And for you, you have this business that's in the gray. I think it's a beautiful thing overall. Like uh, the reason why for doing it for you specifically was what? The whole community aspect. And then also, Mm. as I learned more about it, the uh, spreading of this knowledge, the spreading Mm. of the fact that for whatever reason, mushrooms have gotten such a bad shtick. Um, like when you're a kid, you think they're all poisonous. It's not whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for a particular reason. So okay. probably. Well, actually you brought up something that I didn't think you're going with that. I thought you're going like Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you're going war on drugs, but, ah, yeah. uh, but as a kid, you get this feeling that mushrooms are icky. Yeah. Icky, yeah, yeah. poisonous, mm-hmm. nothing they can do for you or for the world, but maybe for good reason too. You eat the wrong one. and Right. Yeah. And right. if you're like a little sprout who just puts anything in their mouth, that's that's a good one of course good job nature yeah and like (laughs) even with the ones that you can't eat and obviously i don't want to scare anyone but like these things are so powerful and so absorb like just they're able to absorb everything and anything really um so if you put them in an environment let me just start by saying they're amazing uh remediators of toxic in like polluted areas. So if you were trying to, and this is really just all information I'm pulling out of a recent book I, I got into called Mycelium Running by Paul Stamets. <laughs> You're like, to be clear. Just putting that out there. I'm just <laughs> yeah, kind of that's good. regurgitating yeah. that information that I read. But basically... Doing what, it to the best of your ability. To too. the best of my If ability. there's something that you missed, then you missed. Yeah, this is one of those yeah. secondhand accounts situations. Third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand. It could even be third or fourth. But the one of the things that struck out to me in that book was the cost to actually remediate, say, uh, I, I think it was like a ton of polluted or toxic um, dirt, let's just say. Hmm. The cost, which, like the cost for like a standard uh, traditional remediation practice, which usually involves taking that, piece of dirt or soil off site and doing some sort of fire slash like burning to it versus the cost of um, just like using mushrooms to inoculate and then 
absorb out the toxins through using the like the mycelium and mushrooms it was like a thousand dollars per ton for the fire method and then like fifty dollars for the uh mushroom method which these are estimates and i just kind of butchered the explanation of that but nonetheless like the fact i think still remains that it's just so much more economically friendly and also just better because like you don't want to burn toxic stuff that just releases more carbon into the atmosphere right but with mushrooms it's a slow release of the carbon so it's better for the environment and it actually turns that toxic plot of land into like a fertile um you can grow whatever you want sort of on that piece of land over the span of like a year or two it just like turns back into soil it's really cool and it produces mushrooms which (laughs) is also really cool yeah but the thing that you're eating Yes. Mm-hmm. If it's been on that type of land. Right. You're going to probably want to not eat ones that have been growing on toxic waste because they're probably, probably. going to contain a lot of that <laughs> those toxins. <laughs> Got to go somewhere. Yeah. So be careful about the mushrooms you yeah. eat. But, you know, there are a lot of them out there. And only a few. I can't say only a few. But, <laughs> like, the percentage of the ones that are edible versus the ones you can't eat. Um, I'm sure that there are just so many edible ones. But, obviously, you do need to be careful when you consume mushrooms you want to hear the most hippie thing that you probably uh, have heard me say yes yeah that, this is the reason why you got to be careful about the vibes yeah <laughs> precisely you know yeah this is precisely why some mushrooms just don't have the vibes you gotta feel it out well the people growing the mushrooms if they got toxic vibes Mushrooms gonna absorb them, right? This is true as well. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like the same way you raise a cattle, like or a cow. Mm. Are you treating it with love before or? you put that metal stake through its exactly? <laughs> <laughs> before you turn it into ground meat, like how is it taken care of? <laughs> <laughs> the same is true for mushrooms, even more so, I think, because they're so just they're so absorbent. They're yeah, bro. And when you're 21. Do you have a, an impactful moment with psilocybin as like a precursor to that? I've had, I, at that point in, in life, I had had, um, not that this is moments. a mushroom advocacy podcast, but <laughs> I, I love that we're in this cut. So yeah, let's yeah. go deep. Um, <laughs> no, at that point, not anything recently, um, that comes to mind, but prior to that, yeah, yeah, I have, I had, um, some moments and you know, there I think now as I got older and, and, and continue to get older, there are, are ways of taking mushrooms that I'd like to explore. The ways that I've done it in the past have been more, um, let's say, less than intentional, or they could have been more intentional is, is, is one way of putting it. Fun. Yeah. You had fun. Yeah. Mm. The... Uh, I guess the intention going into it was fun. But then again, if we go back to mushrooms and the nature of them, it's not us taking the mushrooms. It's more or less the mushrooms taking us. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) He hit me with that again. And for the second time, I had this picture (laughs) of on one frame, a cat eating a fish. And in the second frame, a large fish costume spitting out a cat. (laughs) 
<laughs> Same principle, just but just swapping for my... <laughs> Yeah, bro, you get on the other side. Like, yeah, yeah. You're all covered in slime and yeah. everything. You're yeah. like, how did I get slimy? You can't even remember. Dude, I had I had never given a name to that, but you're right. Yeah. Slime, you feel, you feel that. That's, but sometimes it's a cleansing slime, you know. More more often, I think it's a cleansing slime. Yeah, that's how you cleanse your aura. Yeah, yeah. That's how you restore the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is one dimension of you. I have several, and having you on the podcast was really exciting for me because we're not going to be able to capture everything. But uh, in this particular chapter, you're about to. Uh, Head off to Mexico. We're going to Mexico. <laughs> going, going to Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, there was a, a hit single that came out about this occurrence. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, going off like that in your mid-20s, this is something that I hear older folk. And when I say older folk, now that I'm 30, now it means older folk to most folk. Because for a while older. there, I would say older folk and people like, who are you talking about? And I'd be like, uh, 25 year old. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, bro. Yeah, when you're 18, 25 is old. Yeah. yeah. That being said, there's people who are like on the other side of things who would look back and would love to do the thing that you're doing. And what's kind of, what's really cool about you and your circle, I mean, Max, Max Jovanta Photography. Max, <laughs> was that Maxfield Bonta photography? Anyways. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, one of the best photographers yeah, I've ever dad. been exposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on earth. Um, but whether it's him or whether it's, uh, is it Dr. Mildy yet? Close, we're getting Close. there. Yeah, we're getting man. there. Jeez, I'm going to have him on the podcast. Yeah, MD. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And he's rad as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, common elements between you three are going into the world. And sometimes it's something that uh, really levels you up, like Miles going to Africa, for example. Um, is Max ever not on the road? Uh, it's it's not common for him to be... <laughs> uh, no, you've been a roommate of his for how long? Yeah, for years, going bro. on on and off for yeah. six or seven years, and he's been home for a total of like one year, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, he's a scout though. Scout. Yeah, he yeah. When he announced scout. that, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, in Miles' case, there was one other trip where he took an opportunity to work remotely. I think if I remember the story was right, and. He was doing that and surfing for a little bit, and then he realized, fuck, man, this isn't what I want. This is what I want long-term. Now, was that time wasted? No, I don't think so, because he was so hung up on this Mm -hmm. that had he gotten to 45, accomplished MD, family, you know, you can't just fucking, bye, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go on a surf trip to Mexico for a couple of weeks. I'll yeah, see you later. You can, but then your relationship might be in shambles. <laughs> depending on your your, your other yeah, you know, absolutely. Your person. Like, you don't want me to go with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to go down there and do mushrooms. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to God. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're right. No, so you're, he had that experience. Yeah, so whether it's... Young. 
for an experience that at least removes the the FOMO, right? It, it removes the regret. You took the chance to do it. You had the experience. At minimum, that happens. At maximum, you actualize in some way. It's good to be amongst a company of men in particular who seek out to do that. There's a lot of value in that. Um, and there's a lot of value in being an individual like that. Mm-hmm. So if for nothing else, I was that excited to have you on this podcast for that reason. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. cool to hear you put it that way. Thanks, man. There's a minimum, uh, there's like a minimum sort of what you can get out of this. And then there's also this other side of, um, the actualization aspect. W- could you elaborate a little bit on what you sort of mean? I could try. But yeah, maybe just <laughs> yeah. throw it your best shot. So, uh, in a parallel to this, the minimum is like the risk. And you know, as an individual, I have a tendency to, how do we say, not take huge risks. Um, I'm about aggregate good moves. So even if I sacrifice a large potential gain, knowing that my minimum out of this is something that I can reasonably guarantee, Mm -hmm. I'll take that bet. Mm -hmm. And so... When it comes to the concept of actualization, I'm referring to it in the form of Maslow's hierarchy. Right. And at the very pinnacle of that, you look at all the layers that lead to it. At the very pinnacle of that, you have an accomplished version of you. (coughs) Accomplished in that there's a you that has your basic needs met a you that has your psychological needs met. Mm -hmm. You also are a factor in your community, which has uplifted it in a way that makes your experience and accomplishments something that's not just interpersonal, so it's not just in the community, but also generational in a sense. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. Cool. I, yeah, resonate, love that. Um, the multi-generational community uh, gift sort of aspect of it. Yeah. And a lot of it isn't even stuff that is just legacy. It's not just stuff that belongs to us. Often it tends to be batons, which are passed down. You know, a lot of us are standing on the shoulders of giants in yep. a lot more ways than one. Yeah. Like recently I was listening to a commencement speech from Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. And in the speech he talked about what happened when he got pancreatic cancer. And when he found that out, he talked about uh, him. I, I, what, I didn't know that his birth parents gave him up for adoption. Hmm. Did you know that about Steve Jobs? Um no, not, okay. not I had no idea. I like, what the fuck? I also <laughs> didn't watch the movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Steve Jobs. I think it had Ashton Kutcher. I think in it, it did have Ashton Kutcher. And I still I didn't watch it. I was like, what? Yeah, I, wow. I that's know. one gotta watch. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Me too. In the queue somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, it'd be funny if they didn't have that in the movie. <laughs> but anyway, having that start was kind of jarring for me because I have an unconventional family background and I know that informs a lot of who I am. On top of that, the first the parents that he was assigned to go to 
then rejected him. No, damn. Yeah. Not because he was bad in any way, but I think it was because they wanted a girl. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Should've Steve. Should have been a chick. <laughs> you have a penis. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> and a new set of parents takes him in. His mom takes a moment and says, wait, you're not college graduates. So she almost prevents her kid from going to these parents that actually want him. Hmm. And then they promise her that he's going to go to college. Okay, and now that you're recalling the story, I have heard this. Yeah, I've heard this. Okay, gotcha. So this was new to me. Other people out there listening to this, if you're like, everybody's heard this. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is fucking, I was yesterday years old. Yes. (laughs) I don't think it's common knowledge, but I have a glimmer of this sort of story. So the the adopted, the adoption, the parents that are adopting Mm. make a promise to his birth parents. We will put him in, like, we'll make sure he gets to college, basically. So that's like a a life mission for him. And then he spends basically a semester and he's like, I'm not getting educated in what I need to be educated in. My parents right now are spending a lot of money, like their fucking life savings for me to do this. So he drops out. Yep. The courage it takes to make that kind of decision. To strike it out on your own to take the road less traveled more or less yeah there's a a high level of of admiration in that from me so when you decided that hey i'm gonna go to mexico i'm gonna do something that is a little far out man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think to myself at minimum, this is going to be an experience that is going to be a wild ride. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Based on that, yes, you're fairly aware <laughs> of that too. Um, and I also feel like at a minimum, your Spanish is going to be muy bueno. Yeah, that's going to improve. I mean, we can get <laughs> yeah, that bro. out of there too. Yeah, because your Spanish is actually okay, mas o menos. Yeah, it's getting there. See. Si. Yeah. <laughs> Yo aprendo. Okay. Yo aprendo. Aprendo. Oh. Aprendo. Yeah. I'm currently <laughs> <There you go. laughs> learning how to roll Jimmy! my R. Yeah. yeah. Roll the R casually. That's kind of hard. It's very, yeah. It's like we can. You just heard us do it. Yeah. Yeah. Air that might gotten a little bit wet. Probably got wetter if we actually had cameras on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because not only is this guy wicked smart, uh, but he's also wicked handsome. And also, he has a wicked awesome singing voice, which, talk about another awesome dimension. Mm. Being a... Multidimensional. Yeah. And one of them being a musical. Yeah. Like, uh, at what age did you discover that you had a really nice voice? At what age? Uh I still haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I still don't believe it. Yeah, I just do. I just like making (laughs) noises. And sometimes... Sometimes the noises that I make, I can feel, like, make me feel good. And then sometimes, at the same time, <laughs> people are listening and they're like, wait, well, that makes me feel good, too. It's just, a ma- it's just a matter of feeling. It's like, how does this make me feel? And if someone's there to hear it, hopefully they are. Yeah. Um, then, you know, and they can feel good, too. That's, that, I don't know. But I resonate with that. That's how I got into guitar. 
Yeah. Uh, like I did, you know that I formally do not know guitar because you talk music theory to me and you're the person <laughs> that's looked into it. You're like, how have you Briefly, advanced yeah. this far? <laughs> you're no, 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 no. Goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm like, I really just felt my way. Although yeah. I must put this in here, a little, a pin note. Mm-hmm. We had an excellent, uh, little jam, uh, session. I believe this was not too long ago. No, it or, was good. Yeah, yeah. Just connected. Yeah. It was great. A roommate in the house made a mention of it. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause know. if it's bad, if it's if you are bad and you're in a house with boys, the boys are gonna tell you. Yeah. <laughs> what was that trash, bro? No, I'm serious. <laughs> Especially these guys, man. Yeah. They'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you ought to believe it. Um, and I know what you mean that in terms of like music being an avenue where feeling gets moved through in a way. And yep. when other people feel good about the way that you're feeling good about this thing, that's cool. Uh, the difference, I think, is that for some reason, the music that usually comes out of me is fairly uh, lullaby. Yeah, yeah, it's fairly lullaby. Uh, Soothing, would you say? Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, folks have uh, definitely expressed that. That's for yeah. sure. Um, whereas you, man, you fucking, you're, you're uplifting, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that. I, I, I um, yeah. it's interesting you say this because soothing is a word that I almost sometimes will intentionally put in my mind when singing or making music or anything. Bro, it feels good. I don't mean to say that that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels good, man. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like listening to your voice feels like a nice day at the beach. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a lot of that in there, bro. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard soothing, but uplifting is new. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you need some a feeling of sunshine in your life, man. Something that lifts you up, gives you a little optimism. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's just cool. Dope. All right, noted. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna carry that new word with me when I uh, create music in the future. Yeah, yeah. like sourcing. sourcing. Yeah, upliftment. <laughs> Chris said he was yeah. uplifting. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this is gonna be an uplifting piece. Yeah. yeah. If I had a a little less melancholy. In mine, I, I think I would be more keen to playing around people or like performing. Mm. Yeah, but what's nice about uh, this is gonna sound gay, but I don't care. <laughs> playing with you, <laughs> yeah. thing that I like about playing with you is that <laughs> uh, I definitely and I chameleon most things. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, like when I'm around people that have particular accents, I'm gonna have to watch that on this <laughs> fucking podcast. God damn it. <laughs> For some Why did you say that, man? <laughs> you trying to talk like me now? Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. exactly. Man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Irish people get me too, bro. <laughs> my R's go way sharper. I start speaking in cursive. <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah, they just have so much fun. You just want to have yeah. all the fun with them. And so, like when you're playing, I think I like I vibe to that, and I notice that uh, what I'm playing has a bit more. Uh, like it feels like a train that's moving at a good pace yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah a little johnny cash okay yeah, yeah. when johnny cash was happy <laughs> not as not as hurt yeah during his happier <laughs> years yeah this is before he played it to prison <laughs> yeah dude what a fucking wild ride that must have been for real no internet damn no rock stars really before you yeah you're sort of the first yeah, dude, just interesting. Very wild. Yeah. Hard to conceptualize. I can't fucking no. fathom what no. it would be like to have 
that much access to pleasure and no guidance. Yeah. No guardrails. Very wild. Shit would go sideways as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not that the fucking movie that Joaquin Phoenix played in is actually Johnny Cash's life. I imagine they there was intentional emotional signatures which the film gave that I imagine were at least approved of by Cash in some way. I never heard him speak out against the movie. So like that is enough for me yeah. in that case. And uh to have a tragedy as a kid and to have like an absence of love as it felt like that there was in that family as a kid. And then to do something that made you all of a sudden a rock star. Yeah. Not loved in the way that a parent loves you, of course, but loved obsessively. Yeah. Like lusted after almost at least that. Yeah. Yeah. If not championed in many regards, right? Like viewed as, a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer. <laughs> god, dude. <laughs> you got fucking your take. 24-7 LSD trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kanye, yeah. Oh, bro. Way. Yeah, that's a good example of a god complex. Yeah. Kanye. He's got a song. It goes, I am a god. And then, then you know, he goes on. <laughs> but he, yeah. I miss the old Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that song is fucking. I yeah. love that track. Yeah, he's yeah. got great music. Oh, all these guys do. Well, Joaquin Phoenix is just a great actor. Do you feel like you're scared of that? Hmm. Well, because on the one hand, like a lot, uh, maybe not. There's a lot of appreciation and I think fandom of the people yeah. that know the way you play, and I think there was at least one nudge from Mike about pursuing music and the performance of music just because that's how much talent you have. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. got a lot of irons in the fire already. Yeah. And uh, the thing that you mentioned before about when you have a thing, say you get the URL or like when you have the thing that you're going to be pointing yourself towards, mm-hmm. the next most important thing after that if I can say it in verbatim is know the reason why you're doing it. And I imagine that in terms of music and performing, uh, for you, that compass isn't, hasn't been pointing that way to being a performer or going into the business of music, which by all means, I totally respect that. Like it's going into the business of comedy. <sighs> I had to take another <laughs> breath after that. I'm like, what do you mean I can't just go up and tell jokes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can, but if you want to grow, then there's this grind. Yeah. That that you got to love and that you got to embrace. You got to be it. a part of. And yeah. again, you have to have like a. Really and it can sort of taint this thing that, uh, that could, you love. Yeah, it has that yeah. potential. If I think your reason why is not so, is not so clear to you that you could wake up and think, to yourself like you can just know like this is where i'm heading this is why i'm heading there yeah it can be easy to taint do you have that for you so you that's why you're going to mexico <laughs> <laughs> i'm running away no i was <laughs> no, gonna no, no. say you're seeking i guess you could say yeah i'm in pursuit of the reason i haven't 
gone into a more music centric the reason i haven't put those irons and like spent time on the that one in particular is to be honest a bit of a selfish reason um but also you can't um when i was around the age of 21 this was maybe when i was a little early like 20 maybe 19 or so I really did want to do that. I really wanted to pursue music. I had the opportunity to do so. I took that opportunity to do so, uh, which for this particular instance involved going to the East Coast, which I am very unfamiliar with for an extended period of time. This was like three months I'd be spending in a new land with people I've never met before doing this thing. Describing the East Coast as a new land. <laughs> for me, it was. Yeah, for real. Californian kid. I'm like walking yeah. around. I'm like, why is everyone moving so fast? Like, slow the fuck down. <laughs> it's so different, the pace of everything. Yeah. But What is this, snow? Yeah. On my doorstep? No, uh, go on. Why are these people so mean? <laughs> um, I went over there to do music and came out of that with just this feeling of of not a not a strong not a polarizing feeling in any which way um which i took at the time i think to mean that this is something that i have to really want and it, it's still it's true like I, I really have to like seek that thing out and i didn't feel it at that time and then i also uh, you know, got guidance from other people in my life that were sort of suggesting I focus and emphasize first creating uh, wealth in particular for myself through the means of either a job or business, however it is, but like securing for myself the bag the bag more or less dude yeah yeah um before you know pursuing the the passion that is fuck you money <laughs> yeah like i'm not desperate right yeah i see with um i mean this was my thought and sort of still is but with music there's like the the very big potential for artists to get taken advantage of mm. and to be uh, like susceptible to all kinds of shitty scenarios. Especially when they're desperate. Especially when they're desperate. Yeah. And yeah. being desperate wasn't something I wanted to mm. feel either. So yeah. it made sense that first, you know, build up this foundation. Ah, I see. So it's not off the table. It's not off the table. It's okay. never off the table. Cool. Cool, cool. Which is why I, you come over and you'll see me playing, and then we start playing yeah. together. Like I've never put it down. Mm. I always, it's always there. Yeah. Given You're not bringing many things to Mexico, but but yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are a few things in priority. What are you bringing? I'm. It's not. You don't have to give me the whole list, but yeah. like main things. Yeah. Like socks. <laughs> so I got three pairs of pants. No, no. <laughs> I actually have it all written down, like yeah, what I'm bringing, bro. and I'm actually. Um, I'm proud of you. Good job. <laughs> not just winging it. Some girls just fucking <laughs> wing it. Dude. Well, yeah, they wing it. Guys and They have do, I guess, three but... suitcases. <laughs> I know. 
I'm carrying a very compact 40 liter bag, which you recommended uh, after I um, asked you about bags. Cotopaxi? Cotopaxi. You want to yeah. run an ad? Yeah, this is a Cotopaxi <laughs> little brief insert. It's awesome, though. No, yeah. it's great, dude. Um, I'm bringing that with me, and that's pretty much the only thing I'm trying to bring. But the main items, and I think I'm actually going to cut some clothes out. Like, I wasn't already, I already wasn't bringing a lot of clothes. I'm probably going to cut some more out just to make more room for the uh, equipment, music equipment. Oh, yeah? What are you bringing? Bringing uh, the Chaotic Eyeball, which we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, the two mics that I have, um, the audio interface. Bro, that's how you say that? Chaotica? Chaotica. K-O-U-T-I-C-A. K-A-O-T-I-C-A, yeah. Gotcha. I've been saying it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. But go on. So So you're bringing that fucking mobile studio basically bringing a mobile studio with me yeah and i'm gonna have so much time alone i imagine or at least more than i do now living with three other roommates so and you're gonna get a guitar out there yeah plan is to stop in a little music store while i'm there you know look at the selection if it's a nylon string it's a nylon string and just get plugged spanish sounding guitar though pretty sexy very sexy yeah (laughs) yeah it is pretty nice it's pretty nice i'm hoping that I know, I get more into it. And then maybe even find, if I'm lucky, find some sort of like a teacher or just someone who's mm. also, you know, musically inclined that I can play someone with. Someone to jam with. Someone to jam with. Yeah. Exactly. Get a little cool. inspiration from the region. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Would cool. it be cool with you if, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be before the podcast or afterwards, but uh, if you get a little clip to share with the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, you've sent me some voice memos. We'll we'll choose the right one. Yeah, yeah, because maybe years down the line, somebody's gonna look back at this and be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some unreleased early stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, no. The to sort of bring that all back, mm-hmm. my intention, like you're saying, there's a lot of irons in the fire. Some are are receiving more attention than others, and when I say it's a selfish reason. For why I'm pursuing to build that wealth now versus pursue music. Um, and because with music, I feel like that's a very altruistic thing to be doing. Like, you're, um, at least in my view, a successful musician, someone who can just like give their soul practically to uh, other people and just like able to unload it all on a consistent basis facials everywhere <laughs> unload all of it <laughs> just blowing those loads like blowing your soul loads so to speak constantly yeah. but in the you know in the interest of other people like you're blowing soul loads so that other people can be we're asking for it can feel better all over my soul yeah. please. <laughs> and sure there may be yeah and then you know you blow enough soul loads there might be people who start to really, really like your soul loads and then think you're a god. <laughs> I don't know. That's, or that's how John Mayer got a bad rep. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or there might be people that see you blowing soul loads and they want to use your soul for bad. And so they're like, oh, you know. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. why I'd prefer to have it all set up in my own sort of my own way before I uh not to say that I'm not ever going to just, you know, not release music. Like I'm still 
planning to share with the world is just going at a way slower pace than it could have or could be at the moment. Odd question. Somebody your age, 26? 25. 25. Uh, generationally, how do you identify? Trans. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, which which bucket am I choosing from right now? Um, no, I think I'm. Uh, what is it? A Gen, a Gen Zer. You I'm are pretty sure. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So you're at you're at the forefront of Z. Gotcha. Forefront of Z. Right yeah. on. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I do feel a, a generational difference between you and me. I also feel a generational difference between me and people in their late thirties, mm-hmm. and. They get a, a millennial description sometimes, which I, I'm not really sure about. Yeah. And my my younger brother, you know, I got four brothers. Mm-hmm. One of them is four years, or no, five years younger than me. So same age as you, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I do feel distinctly different from him. You were born before the year 2000 happened, yeah. right? If the math checks out on that, if I'm not completely stupid. Yeah. And so what I was thinking to myself at when I was like about 15 or so was that I was Gen Y. Yeah. And this was a term that I saw in an article out there somewhere. And this was before like millennials started picking up steam as like a term to use for folks. Yep. And I, as a Generation Y. Yep was of a generation that we would play in the streets until like the lights came on. We know what it was like to have life without a phone mm-hmm. in your pocket or without, uh, not without the internet being ubiquitous though. I hear that there's a difference between me and those folks. Like there's some people that are like, I don't know what life is like without the internet. And I'm like, oh, well, there've always been a computer room as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So like, so there's definitely that. But with millennials, millennials, I feel like, have this relationship with technology in terms of a phone and always having instant access to it, like out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. That's undeniable. And life before that. I remember life before that. Yeah, see, that's a sweet thought i can only i mean i i sort of was on the cusp like middle school we didn't have them i didn't have a phone in middle school i think the first time i rocked an iphone was like high school halfway through high school maybe Mm -hmm. but imagine having that iphone in elementary school dude some people out there do yeah yeah that's great that is insane it's not really it is and uh you know still gonna wait <laughs> to see how that affects people overall probably things we're going to calibrate but the reason why i asked <laughs> yeah, yeah. about like where do you feel generationally is in part because i feel a difference between us in that respect and also for people that are listening to this that could possibly relate to you it's it ought to be at least to some degree uh, a spark of happiness a spark of ambition to be like oh i don't have to rush right i don't have to sprint to stardom right away 
I don't need to generate as much attention as possible from the jump. What I can do instead is hone and craft. Hone and craft, hone and craft. And that's not even just with whatever lane you set out to do. In your case, you got, got a little thing with the business, got a little thing with the music. And then you also have this thing of you. And I feel like there's a lot of people so focused on the brand that they forget about, dare I say it, the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. And um, us all being products of our environment, not doing the best possible thing that they could to put themselves in the environment that they need to be in to grow. Right. Yeah. It's like with the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You got to build those adaptations. At least it helps to have those adaptations already have been built. So that when you land in an environment that is um, new or requires a certain adaptation, like you're ready to roll and you, you feel confident and comfortable in that. Ideally. Right. Yeah. Kind of. I heard something about being uncomfortable, that we should be uncomfortable more. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And we should. That's also good. Is that right? Yeah. I have a hard time with that one. I really do. I just cold showers intrinsically, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, in part, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. You're a Southern California dude. Never had snow show up at your door. <laughs> Never had to shovel your neighbor out of their driveway. Uh, yeah. And I think if you grow up in a place where you don't necessarily face those elements, you're gonna end up with different attitudes. You mentioned earlier being from the west coast going to the east coast being like why are you moving so fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh a little bit of that but uh the uncomfortable and or awkward spaces are the spaces where we experience accelerated learning yeah and on the one hand i behave in a way where every moment is so awesome and precious that I'm making sure that if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be perfectly happy with every decision I've made. And so far, that's worked. Uh, what hasn't worked out so far is like, five years from now, <laughs> are you going to be perfectly stoked on where you are? Some of that might be comparison things. Like, for example, I'm sure there's a lot of people who'd be like, Bro, I would kill to have a loft downtown <laughs> yeah. in San Diego. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> the majority of the world. Right. <laughs> it's like um, the stuff that I have has been like building up over time. So like having the right iPhone, having the right equipment, having a, a nice mattress to sleep on, for example, wasn't all stuff that happened overnight. And because of that, I'm starting to resonate with this like I can't, I just I want to hold on to everything. I don't want to yeah. lose. I don't want to lose any of this. What do you mean? I got to give all this up and start from zero? Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was moving so lightly because of that feeling, that fear. And in part because of that, the concentration of attention to like narrowing down a scope and saying, "I'm gonna forego 
all these other things, all these other things which could make me good and maybe even take myself quite out of balance. I'll come back to balance later, but I'm like going to take myself very out of balance here so I can get this thing done. Um, I wonder if there was more of that, then maybe I would be in a place where I wouldn't just be like renting an apartment right now. Right. You know, like, can you, yeah. Can you like concretely come up with any examples of what you would alternatively be doing? Oh, in an, an alternative universe. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, in so many levels, if I were to paint an easy picture, mm-hmm. uh, let's say in an alternative universe, I decide from high school that I'm going to go to Boise State. Now, if I go to Boise versus going to San Diego State, doesn't take too much imagination to be like, wow, <laughs> there's a big difference yeah. that's going to happen there. And I think if I do that, I don't end up doing yoga, which honestly, I love having that. It's like a part of myself. So that's a part that I'm glad I get to keep. Those two things, like you and yoga, just click in my mind. Oh, basically. yeah, bro. Yeah, man. And that's like a that's a fun thing to have as a part of my, like you said, the thing that I'm like unified with mm-hmm. that's like solidified for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that if there's one thing that you know about me is that uh, he does yoga. I just, I'm still shy about calling myself a yogi though. It just sounds like. Which even makes it like better almost. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm a yogi. <laughs> <laughs> the masters won't admit they're masters, but they do great. They do great. Uh, great work or great uh they give great lessons yeah yeah they do uh comics though i feel like there's a certain point where once you are a comic that's just what you say Mm. i like that that's what i am when people ask like what do you do like i'm a comic you know or like how do you reference so-and-so oh they're a comedian right and that's really cool i'd love to get to a space to where like that's a thing yeah. And I'm sure it takes some time, right? Because, yeah. like, Rogan, he was once the Taekwondo guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing about his story, and this is something that I don't know how much credit a lot of people give this, but, like, he got his fuck you money before he got big in comedy. And he got that from television. And uh, to your point of what you brought up earlier, that allowed him to actually put his soul out on stage. And that, I think, is what allowed him to grow into the space that he's been able to grow into. That and also a an alignment of the stars with mm. what he had with uh, fighting. <laughs> yeah, with like martial arts and uh, his link up with Dana at like a really young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is in the scope of like how the scrolls are written for humankind. <laughs> At least in America. Not that America is like, you know, the fucking center piece of the world. But certainly for us, like that union is a big thing. It's almost like UFC right now is as prevalent on like a week to week year basis as baseball. Yeah. Which is insane because you thought baseball had a long season. It's like MMA doesn't stop, bro. UFC goes year round. Year round. As people talking about it. All the fucking time. Yeah. 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 So seeing that uh, is at least a marker that somebody can be more than one thing and that you can be known as something. Yeah. Depending on the audience that you talk to. 
Which is nice. And Definitely. For you as an individual, you have this business, you have your music, and you have what you're seeking for while you're in Mexico. And um, I'm wondering if there's already a lane or an avenue that you're digging for in that aspect or if the adventure is something that you're hoping reveals something to you yeah this is great little tangent to go on let me first say that no answer the (laughs) (laughs) go on (laughs) when you with you in particular you mentioned that you don't necessarily call yourself a yogi but comedians when they've really sort of made it they'll say i'm a comedian mm-hmm. and then a thought that came to my mind was is there something you can say now that would apply to both and the thought that did come to my mind is you could in theory say something like for instance i'm someone who like when someone asks you like what are you doing what are you doing on this earth? <laughs> you could say, I help relax people. I help people feel relaxed. I think that's a common thread you could pull from yoga and comedy. Like those two uh, separate sort of fields, you'll call them. Like they yeah. accomplish that same sort of thing. I should probably lean into that more. Yeah, because that's something that's in my nature. And it might be like the nature of my voice too just it has that that's where it it resonates with a lot of folks yeah something about the frequency of your voice (laughs) it hits (laughs) yeah but yeah um. and it's weird because excuse me a moment because i have this uh my comedy my comedy is it's on my profile red flag (laughs) red flag it's like wow dude that's you got some hot takes <laughs> take some really hard left turns <laughs> and uh manipulating language to tickle you know to just tickle yeah. the brain yeah, more yeah, or yeah. less and where my brain goes in relation to that mm. when i'm on stage it's <clears throat> it's mostly uh that's mostly why i'm there and because uh, maybe it's not everybody in the room at least not at this point but having those people that just can't even contain themselves. Like I was, the right line hits and like, <laughs> yep. yeah, I live like, release. I live for the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that necessarily relaxes people in, in a way it helps them like let go. And so they feel good. Yeah. 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 Like afterwards too. Feeling good. Maybe is, a, yeah. is more accurate, but like walking that line is, uh, this is a strange one for me. Definitely right foot, left foot. I'm trying to figure out how to make it dance. Between those two dimensions? Yeah, because when I have like a prolonged, a prolonged amount of time on stage, when I feel like I'm connecting with the audience, this is sort of the register that I do it in. And people get like really relaxed. And so it's almost like harsh when that hard left turn is made. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I think just adds yeah. to the dare I say there's like the greatness of it I think it's awesome because uh, <laughs> I've had the um the fortunate uh ability to attend your yoga classes and those as I know them 
are very um just like the like you're saying the register you lead those in is just like a very it just feels you feel like safe you know you feel like confident in your movements it just it just adds it gives it like a good flow and then i guess comedy you're taking that same kind of spiritual i guess you could say yeah flow and now you're kind of turning it a little bit so that it's they're mutually introspective yeah yeah like i to have this be an opportunity to maybe self-examine a little bit yeah yeah because right uh, that is why uh, the biggest laughter is is from things like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but let's take a look in the fucking mirror, bro. <laughs> God damn it, that's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you can't help yourself. Yeah, uh, and with yoga, in, in the same way, it's um a work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I borrow that from Stan a lot, bro. Like, yeah. a lot of people come to this for a workout. It's actually a work in, man. So I'm glad that it like it land for people and that way i'm glad that's landed for you yeah that way. i forget that was our introduction yeah 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 god damn were you in a like a course i did enroll in a class yeah after i had after i had explored the the one that you led separate from the class I'm okay sure. gotcha so there was like the classes that anybody who had a member at the art could attend yeah you hit at least a few of those my very first experience, though, exposure to it was you came by the uh, chapter house of the fraternity that I was. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You came by the SIGAP chapter house mm-hmm. and you got, I would say, probably 80 fraternal douchebags to <laughs> sit down <laughs> in a room and become Zen for like 10 minutes and I was just blown away <laughs> by the the zen like state that was able to come over that room which is usually in such a rowdy and like just chaotic yeah, chaotic rowdy, scene. Rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. you know yeah, I, I saw I've seen people um butt chug booze in that room <laughs> and then here we are all sitting down and being quiet and like you know going introspective like you're saying I was just like wow this is really so then I was like, I think, I think I'm going to take a yoga course. <laughs> I'm going to take a yoga course with this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Meditation was cool. Meditation was, yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. And uh, what a, that's a great introduction, too. Man. Yeah. Because with yoga in particular, and I guess I could have this on the yoga podcast, too. Uh, yoga's our podcast. Check yeah. it out. Same, <laughs> same thing. Spotify, Apple. You know it's there. Yep. <laughs> People begin for the body, at least in the U.S. Trying to look better, feel better. mm -hmm. Uh, There's also this, like when I pull people, and I do this at the start of every semester. So that means I've been doing that since I was, for like the last six years. There hasn't been a single season, we'll say, spring, fall, summer, where I haven't asked this question. And the number one response that I get for why are you here? Why do you want to take this course? Uh, the number one thing that I get is typically stress relief or anxiety relief or to get some time to relax. Yeah, people really wound up 
and they want some structured time to not just do it, but also learn methods with which they can do it without supervision. Yeah. Which is awesome. I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then the thing that gets associated with it, almost ironically, is like handstands. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And so you have like that much of a of a space to cover and like link and uh, it can be a little little tricky to do a little tricky to do but the thing that helps a lot is if we begin where we are right now in this era in this community of what we know in our society Mm -hmm. quotes about yoga you go there for a sweat you go there to chaturanga to warrior two to maybe handstand right do it in a hot room, got some driving music, likely. Maybe it's an alternative format at your gym. But it's like a thing that you can do to work out your body. That is where a lot of us are when we begin. We're here. We wind back the clock, and you look at what origin texts have to offer with the origin and direction of yoga and its headspace. It's meditation, mm-hmm. yoga sutra, yoga chitta sabritis naroda. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one translation of that is yoga is the cessation of the modifications of the mind. That's the third line in the yoga sutra. And if you were to break those words apart a little bit, yoga, what we're referring to, chittas. Uh, easy word to connect to is chatter. You can also go more granular than that, but I'll spare the education. Next word, riti, vibrations, narodha, dissolution. And the picture that I paint is, imagine you are walking beside a lake. Picture you being in a forest, you come across this lake, and the lake is glassy. At this moment, you can see the reflection of the mountain on the water and the blue sky above it. And then these clouds roll in and a shower begins to happen. When the raindrops come down, hits the water. Now, when you watch this happen, the raindrop hitting the water is the chitta. It's the... The following are the ripples which happen on the lake. That is the vrittis. And the narodha is the dissolution where there isn't a difference between the raindrop and the lake. And then when you pull back the lens a little bit further, you see that the lake, the raindrops, and the clouds are all just water. (laughs) And so there's like that zooming in and zooming out, which comes with yoga in terms of like what that dissolution means. And when you read into the text, it goes, it gets quite intricate. Yeah. yeah it goes pretty deep. So, wow. That's, uh, those are the first, like there was only three words. Right. Yeah. But like the opening fucking line <laughs> of the yoga sutra, something yeah. that happened about 2,000, 2,500 years ago or so. Yeah. At least with everything that I've referenced. It's got a little so. different. It's got a little, uh, the, the, the reasons for wanting to do yoga have been a little construed since obviously people <laughs> are going for their bodies. Well, the, in that same text, there's eight limbs of yoga that are expressed. And 
one of those limbs is asana. That's the physical component with yoga. And when a lot of people say, I'm doing yoga, <laughs> what they're doing is asana. Mm-hmm. That's why when you hear the Sanskrit names for these postures, Shavasana, Tadasana, uh, there's a reason yeah. why that sound is there at the end, and that's that's the reason for doing awesome. it. Yeah. The physical. Got it. And to make a little like closer translation from like pose to posture, pose is something that we do for show. Posture is something that we do to embody. Hmm. And that sort of intention, concentration, immersion in the activity that you have, it's like that absorption in that moment with your body then creates a firm container to explore more subtle things Hmm. so like if you just try to grasp air without a container what's going to happen you're just going to look like a fool (laughs) (laughs) something like that it's just it's a very difficult thing to grasp same same thing with water and even more subtle like actual tangible elements like uh like sand for example the harder you try to squeeze it the more it goes. Mm-hmm. So in a way, even though you don't n- reportedly, according to the text, even though you don't need to do the asanas and or not, not, not the asanas, the limbs of yoga in a particular order, it's ideal, if not natural to begin with the thing that we can touch, see, experience and measure mm-hmm. before we start getting into the headspace. Yeah. And in between we got the breath, which for some people is a difficult thing to connect with or to remain connected with. And for the people who are they do an I <laughs> <laughs> And so for that reason, Asana is probably like the one of the starting points for uh someone getting into yeah, so yeah, I don't, ha- I don't have that much of a problem with it at all. It seems super duper natural, right? <coughs> but if, uh, if there's one thing that I could advocate for people that are looking to get into yoga, it's to find a teacher that you resonate with. Because one of the reasons why I think the meditation resonated with 80 rowdy dudes was because the dude that was leading the meditation was like, oh, that's a, he was in a frat, bro. <laughs> he was VP of SAE, man. <laughs> this guy has got to be, ch- his chill to pull ratio has got to be high. <laughs> I give that kid a bid. <laughs> right. You know, and, uh, um, you can be Zen. Yeah. And that guy can also be Zen or centered or value the experience of sitting in meditation. Yeah. And the products that come from that. It's also really cool that now that we've gotten a little bit older, and I'm surprised this wasn't more popular when we were in university, but stoicism. Mm. Yeah, it's in the fucking name. Meditations. (laughs) (laughs) By Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, yeah. Free on Audible for anyone uh, listening. You don't have to have a credit. You can just listen to it. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, if you just have Audible. You can listen Audible to it. Audible will be like, this is valuable, y'all. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, they chose that one. And yeah. it's a great narrator. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a very... Uh, Try mushrooms, read <laughs> meditations. <laughs> Pretty much. That's At the, the same time, eh, maybe read meditations beforehand. 
but I would I would advise that method. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> order. First, read meditations, then take mushrooms. Yeah, the set and setting, the internal mm-hmm. set and setting. Oh man! Holy shit! I have no. I like. I'm. I feel naive. I feel very inexperienced with a proper mushroom trip. I'm keen on exploring that more, and yeah. that goes mm-hmm. back to getting uncomfortable. I want to get uncomfortable in that regard. It's scary, bro. Hey, I will. Let me walk that back a little bit. <clears throat> How to change your mind. Yeah. Familiar with it? Okay. Mm-hmm. You read it through? No. Okay. It's a, it's a, the book's thick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not thick for no reason. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got some time, which you might while you're in Mexico, yeah, <laughs> give it a gander. Yeah. And there's one method that I pulled from that text, which you were talking about intention and like going into your psilocybin experience with the right intention mm-hmm. versus maybe going in for entertainment and fun, which nothing wrong with that. I think from the jump, because that creates a nice little friendship between yeah. you and the experience. And there's also something I think that's really great about like connecting with nature. Cause you can go into your own psychology. Psilocybin also has this way of uh, taking you for a ride in terms of, this whole world mm-hmm. there's this whole world yeah and it's not always being experienced in the way that it could possibly be so we're going to create some groovy colors around this tree <laughs> and this bush which currently has no leaves on it <laughs> <gonna bloom. laughs> yep. yeah it's pretty wild yeah in that way and those experiences for me have been some of the critical ones because it takes a lot of load off of my shoulders in terms of this thing that I've constructed in my head to be the, to actualize, yeah. I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now, not that the introspection is bad. In fact, that's really important if you care about how it is you're interacting with people. And when you take an approach that the book might advocate, or at least <clears throat> an approach where you have a, an eye mask on, right? And you're in a room that may have some music or may not have some music and you lie down for a while. That ride, sir. And that's the ride I'm looking for. Look at it! <laughs> you look at it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my biggest takeaway from that experience was uh, writing on my whiteboard, and this before I heard this being a phrase, uh, I am him. Yeah. And uh, I got a really clear look. I, I had to grieve through some things on that. Fortunately, I was in a space where I could. I was at home, right? I knew yeah. I was safe at home. My roommate wasn't there. I cleaned everything. Everything felt nice. Everything looked nice. And so I could really just go into it Yeah, and feel the things that I needed to feel and uh, examine the things that were hard for me to look at. Mm-hmm. That So the Simon's excellent. Yeah, it's great <laughs> at uncovering. <laughs> for doing that, yeah. Um, so if you decide to take that approach, um, maybe don't go into it thinking, I'm going to grieve. <laughs> Probably going to have tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. I really believe that you, you don't have to. I think you can 
connect with love. You can connect with forgiveness. You can connect with serenity. Um, or in McKenna's case, you can hear the legs of the ant walking <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or something of that nature. Um, but be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm planning to. <clears throat> the I'm going to grab a seltzer. Do you want one? Like a... Yeah, I'll take one. Okay. Take one. What are you saying? We pause. We'll pause. Oh yeah, we can take a pause. Sure. But the common thread, I guess, similar to the analogy of yoga and comedy, mm. both being things that help people feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with mushrooms and music, there's a similar theme there. I think that oh, kindred spirits in that way. Yeah, they're both good for the world. I think music helps the world to heal and feel good. And uh, connect. And connect. Yeah, like there's music that comes out and like you feel understood. Sometimes like finally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's especially true. And um, Susan Cain actually uh, on the, her conversation with Lex Friedman. That was so good, dude. That was so good. Yeah. She brings up the fact that big reason why she writes is because it's one of the few things she can do that allows her to basically be friends with complete strangers. Mm. And like, that was one of the reasons why she liked doing it, which, yeah, it's, it's like super, I think cool to think about that fact. Like you can read, uh, someone's words. You can listen to someone's words. You can hear them play a song or a piece and just connect, yeah. Be feel understood by that person because of the, you know, feeling that you get from it, and you just connect with that person without actually having ever met them. That's like one of the wildest things that I see when I look at the metrics for the podcast. It's like, dude, there's someone listening to this in Germany, someone in Israel, yeah, yeah, bro, somebody in Brazil, Argentina. I'm like, how did you hear about this? <laughs> Thanks for listening, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're awesome. Yeah. I do this for you. In yeah. the words of Duncan Trussell. But yeah, to connect with strangers in that way. That's fucking Dr. Susan Kane. What a gem, that woman. Yeah. Dude, yeah. if I have the chance to interview that woman, I would love that. Be awesome. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Kane, if you hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're touring for a book. Stop by. <laughs> <laughs> stop by the Zara Studios. <laughs> Yeah, uh, psychology being um, a thread that I have woven into me. I'm glad that I pursued that as my major when I was in university. Yeah, for some people, they hear that and they're like, oh, you got a degree to become a barista. <laughs> <laughs> or you got a degree to become a bartender, right? And And I see that a lot. I've actually met plenty of baristas and plenty of bartenders who actually got their degree in psychology. <laughs> and I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Sometimes the stereotype <laughs> <Whoops>. fits. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that you had a psychology degree. thought it was... Oh, you walked by it on the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that big old thing up there. Yeah. 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 Graduated with honors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Psychi fraternity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so people like Susan doing that i shouldn't use her name on a first name basis dr kane but yeah due, all due respect <laughs> uh people like her are like 
Dr. Peterson, uh, when Dr. Huberman, even. It's like when they share what they have deeply studied, examined, and cross-referenced with an academic community and also subjects, and I don't mean to use that in a derogatory way, um, to then like write about it, to speak about it, fuck, man. It's like I feel very fortunate that we live in a time where I could just sit on a conversation between Lex Friedman, who, by the way, is no schmuck, <laughs> no schmuck himself, and, uh, and Dr. Kane. Yeah, fuck, man, I'm so thankful for you. Yeah, it's a very cool, fortunate thing um, that we're able to do. Yeah, and for you to be able to work on the thing, to have the space to work on the thing, I feel like is one of the reasons why, if not explicitly, implicitly, is a very good reason for going to Mexico. Yeah, because like, you're in your you're in your lane out here. There's people who love you, who love to see you, who love spending time with you, and God damn it, you like doing it with them too. Damn I right, I them. do. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. And so to get that uh that concentration of time. Yeah. Dare I say undistracted. Perhaps who knows? There might be some beautiful Spanish uh, grandmas <laughs> <laughs> who just want to you know rubio <laughs> uh yeah no but uh on a more serious note no you mentioned earlier the being uncomfortable mm. and that helping you to learn mm. i think that also sort of subconsciously was part of why i decided i wanted to take this trip because i'll be more or less uncomfortable you know unfamiliar at the very least for how long uh, well, Oaxaca for about a month and a half, mm. and then Guatemala for about two months. Intentional destinations? At first, they were more or less on a whim, but somewhat intentional. And then after I had already booked it, added on some intentions, which happened to f just fit kind of right in line with where I'm at in life. Yeah, I mean, in terms of what Oaxaca has done for the psilocybin community. Yeah. Huge. 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 Thank you, Maria yeah. Sabina. Yeah, straight <laughs> up, right? Um, and so then I was, That's cool that that wasn't even, like, planned. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and, in fact, the academy, Fungi Academy, that I'm attending in October um, sits on a lake in Guatemala, which I had actually explored before I had booked the trip as a potential place to simply go and exist for however long without even knowing that this academy existed there uh, i then booked my travels to these two places and then found out after the fact that not only does fungi academy exist right next to where i'll be staying but they have this class that they offer which basically teaches you like a crash course on mushrooms and cultivation and like in the nature all this cool shit. I'm like, whoa, that, that, that's interesting. Rad. That's there. Yeah. Super so fucking rad. Yeah. Mission added to the trip. Boom. Uh, so <laughs> now there's a little we'll have a good side quest. Yeah. Yeah. Side uh, quest, yeah. You ever play The Legend of Zelda? Dude, not not too much, but RuneScape, I was on there. They had some fair amount of side quests. I don't know anything about RuneScape, actually. RuneScape's pretty good, yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's only so many things you can obsess about <laughs> in life. True. But yeah. I've heard people have spent some fucking time with RuneScape. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy. I I wasn't too in it, but definitely enjoyed the occasional afternoon. Gotcha. But like concept, the side quest. Also, thank you, video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good metaphors came from that. I sometimes I talk with my dad about uh, specifically through the lens of baseball because it's like a language that him and I both know there's a lot of life metaphors that come with baseball. And if you grew up with baseball in the way that I did playing it from like the age of five till like I was 11, you can sort of see how during that time you're making sense of the world and how this world works. And you're going to use the thing that you understand to help make sense of it. Yeah. Video games, one of those things that also have done that and they've done that in a huge way. It's like to learn lessons like, if you are facing more and stronger enemies, you're going the right way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. To extract. Uh huh. Yeah. If you're facing more and strong enemies, if you're uncomfortable, if you're facing adversary or uh, whatever the word. Adversity. Adversity. <laughs> <laughs> you're facing diversity. <laughs> <laughs> then you're in America. No. no. America, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> I love singing. That. No, that's an interesting and good point. Pull. I saw that on the Tumblr sphere somewhere. What? I'm not even active on Tumblr anymore. I, since they took the porn off, I just yeah, no need. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, the, you lost me. The artwork was really good, but I through Instagram, I, there's different accounts which like take the best of and they drop it. And mm. Tumblr's still cracking, bro. Still got some. Junk I'm sure it there. is. Yeah. And I got that from. Somewhere in the Tumblr sphere. Thank mm. you, Tumblr. Yeah. Um, also, this one's not from Tumblr. It's probably been said by somebody else, but as far as I know, I haven't heard anyone else say it to me. And this is, when you beat the game, you don't want to play it anymore. This is true. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's maybe give it one more go. Yeah. Maybe two more goes, but like, why why go back to the game yeah yeah or restart from scratch right without like any of the shit that you acquired yeah because like you just get to a point to where you're leveled up as much as you can be leveled up you have all the money that you could possibly have and you got your character as swagged out as you can you get to the point where it's like now what (laughs) so that analogy how do you apply that then to your life it helps me not rush yeah, it's like if I got all the things I wanted right away, I would go crazy. Yeah, I would go absolutely nuts because I would be in that position. I'd be like, now what? I think that's why you see people who are like super fucking successful or especially come from lines of people who are very successful do weird fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that scene in um, The Big Lebowski. He meets that female artist and she's doing like. She's in this big-ass warehouse. She's, like, up on a ladder, fucking this big-ass canvas down below or something like that. And then she says things like, vagina. Does the word make you feel uncomfortable, Mr. Lebowski? God, I got to rewatch that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a good one. Interesting. I, I like the theme that we're painting here of patience. Mm. The theme of not rushing. Because... 
it's I think something that gets often overlooked, especially in today's culture, at least here that I've experienced, that we've experienced here, um, like in Southern California and even really just all of the United States. But there's just such a an urge, I think, to put it on like full speed ahead. But and I hope that this is like something that comes to light more as like technologies like AI come out and, and sort of just make a lot of the things that we consume on a day-to-day basis sort of obsolete. Um, I hope that people start to realize the importance of taking time to seriously sit down and go deep into something that isn't immediately gratifying, but over a long sort of period of repetitions becomes immensely gratifying. And that process, like finding out that that process is actually the the juice of it. I hope that that becomes more prevalent. Engage with the process. They'll be fixated on the results. Probably heard me say that a million times during yoga. Seth Godin, I think, referred to that as long work being different than hard work doing the long work and i was all like fuck man that's good yeah that's great (laughs) yeah yeah it is excellent yeah um there's definitely advantages to people that do have that type of urgency um and sometimes i wish i had that in my disposition you know to to act quicker um the musical hamilton yeah (laughs) yeah don't wait for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that one yeah act yeah. now because those tickets are gone soon <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i was referring to because <laughs> on one of the songs that they have in it is referring to how hamilton would write like he's running out of time mm. mm-hmm. okay yeah and uh he didn't want to wait for it there's people that that have that drive who are just making it happen, making it happen, making it. And I have a lot of, uh, a tip my cap, largely, to people who do that and also manage to do it in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know how they knew that they were going in the right direction from the jump. I would love to have that type of vision. I would also love to just see. Because <laughs> <laughs> my sight is shit. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a metaphor or not. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, to have that type of uh, patience and, and love for the long work. Yeah, because if you beat the game right away, I don't think you're going to be that happy, bro. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think people are going to be that happy with it. I mean, an optimistic part of me wants to think that if you beat the game early, you could just, you could just play the game like Uncle Iroh from Avatar and yeah. just have such a great, you know, just like, you're like an observer, but you still add some nuggets of wisdom here and there. Aquaro, what a G. Yeah, what a yeah. gangster. Uh, good point, too, in that if there's certain games that you can beat quickly, then you can play other games, which might be cooler. Right. right. Yeah, like yeah. the whole secure the bag game. Do that, then now I got the money, now let's art game. Yeah. Yeah, and if that's done with a with a love for what you're doing as you're doing it versus like a, a checkbox. Like, all right, done, 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 done. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that's how you avoid getting divorced. <laughs> from like in marriage or from. Yeah, literally <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm at a stage, <laughs> 30, where some people have been married for a little bit and they're getting divorced. There's also some people that have uh, just jumped into getting married and happy for them. But, you know, I I wish I could have a pool with friends. (laughs) 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 Sounds fucked up. I feel like, how many do you think? Five? Seven? (laughs) And some of it's not even on a basis of like you want them to fail. But it's like a feeling that this is burning really hot, really passionately really quickly and things like that you don't know if they uh if they sizzle out eventually you know yeah like yeah. is there gonna be an end to this game and is it going to have that same effect if it ends sort of and it tends to happen i notice with people who have been really checking off those boxes quickly like some of these people i've known since like uh middle school for example right and, like, as a little kid, I knew that they were people who were, like, all right, check, 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 check. Like, when they go on vacation, I bet you what they do is they have an itinerary. They go there, they take a picture, they leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't suck <laughs> it in at all. <laughs> they don't take the, the scenic route. They don't yeah. um, feel the nice energy that's coming from the cafe, go in, spend some money there, enjoy the time, maybe yeah. have a conversation with the barkeep or something like that. Yeah. No, they're just bang, 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 bang. And they like hard style. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> um, Yeah. I also love the word barkeep. I think it's a great, <laughs> great word. Reminds me of <laughs> like a... Old timey. Old timey medieval times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From from medieval to like Civil War yeah. era. Yeah. Pre-industrial times. Bring that one back. In terms of your uh, character... You do a lot for your health. Uh, some of those things being sort of off the wall. Like, you're the only person I know that actually bought a sauna to put in their garage. <laughs> yeah. Also, thanks for letting me use that, man. Of course. Yeah, that's been clutch, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big kudos again to Maxfield Photography for, <laughs> you know, the, the jump on that one. But it was definitely supported by myself and the other roommates at the time. How critical do you feel like your physical health regimen plays in everything else? Uh, very high. <laughs> oh, yeah? Very high. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like at the bottom of that pyramid, correct me if I'm wrong, is it not uh, food, uh, like just the basic sustenance? Yeah, but I don't think it means uh, six-pack. Right. But I would <laughs> debatably group that in with the sort of, not the bottom layer, but like close second, maybe like right above food yeah. First, and water. First, sustenance. Second, chisel. <laughs> it's, I think, very important. Not just You're very the, fit, mate. <laughs> the physical aspects are almost like, they're, they're just a little cherry, but like the, I really exercise and act healthy for the mental benefits. Um, and I find that that comes through most clearly when I have a regiment that involves certain things, certain elements. So right now those elements include some cold exposure, usually just like a cold shower, um, some 
very intense anaerobic exercise. It doesn't have to be a lot, but like brief, um, which I use the assault bike for. Uh, the sauna is obviously a great kind of like way of relaxing and also training up that uh, heat tolerance, whatever. But heat jog proteins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only heard that. I don't know. I'm just sounding smart. Heat jog protein. <laughs> Heat shock proteins. Heat yeah, shock proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Also cold shock proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Like um whey. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Whey protein? Yeah. yeah. Protein. <laughs> but no, I think it's super critical. I think having a healthy lifestyle is very critical. And um and an education from the halls of bro science. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How to butt chug the quickest. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, the most effective butt chug. Uh, so the assault bike. Yeah, that was a new addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot you had that. You got yeah. that. You got the sauna. You're also a man who fasts. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, that, uh, this is just all again tying back to the uncomfortable mm-hmm. aspects. Like being uncomfortable is sometimes good for you. Because like I don't relate to fasting at all. Yeah, with with fasting, what you're doing is just like stressing your body out, but on like a micro level each day, right? So mm-hmm. when your body gets hungry, you're essentially stressing it out just a little bit. Um, and I only fast, so like I'll typically just wait to eat until like after eleven, and try to stop eating before nine. So it's nothing. Gotcha. So that's the regular. Yeah. And then like the bigger uh, experiences those yeah what are those like and how often ideally would you do it um so yeah i've done a few extended fasts i've probably done a three-day fast three separate times um at this point and basically so 72 hours you are only drinking water you can still drink coffee which is encouraged some topo chico also encouraged um (laughs) And the <laughs> Once a rep, always a rep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's never going away. I got the jacket, you know. I gotta keep talking oh, yeah, about bro. it. Yeah. <laughs> rocks. It's good. Um, I don't know what carbonated beverage we're drinking right now, but it's also pretty good. Um, the fasting, though, that is like a whole new level of, of mental clarity. Um, I suggest everyone do it at least once, even a t- just a 24 hour, just try 24 hour. Like that's, that's nothing terrible. Uh, even 48 hours, you know, <laughs> if you do 24, why not do 48? Yeah. You'll notice yourself having thoughts that you like, you just were sort of shocked. It's the sort of strings of thought that you can go on unobstructed, uh, and recall is just like all heightened your other senses get heightened too like your sense of smell becomes my at least for me by hour 48 if i can like i smell anything it's i'm just like wow like it smells so good uh, uh smells are definitely heightened i bet yeah food, food. <laughs> body wants food what's that is that, is that a Cali burrito? <laughs> Do I smell French fries? It's oh my god, is nothing like it. Guacamole, yeah, rice. But with those, I would recommend that. I mean, at least when I do them, I usually do them with someone else. So nah. I'll do them with uh, a friend or buddy. Nah, yeah, 
buddy. <laughs> Find your buddy. You struggling? Yeah. How hard is it for you? Is it is it tough? Yeah. And then you know the camaraderie. And they're all like, one more day. Yeah. Twenty four hours. <laughs> you're like, are right, you ready? And somebody's like, how about one more day? Exactly. Damn. Yeah. The mental clarity. Actually, I haven't heard that one before. That's like the biggest benefit. I really? think, for me at least. I Damn. love it. So it's not just looking fine. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to look fine from one three-day fast. <laughs> you might look like, yeah. a, you know, malnourished. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've used the word for you, uh, gaunt. Before. Gaunt. Yeah, like, you're looking a little gaunt there, Jimmy. Yeah. I don't know if that's to mean, uh, like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't rem- I don't remember that word. Yeah, um, gaunt. To refer to, you said like malnourished. So, yeah. uh, there's certain ways in which we're used to seeing people, and we might not even know that we're like seeing people in this way in terms of like how wide their neck looks, or like if they're if the if their eyes look a bit more sunken, and not even in like a bad way, just like there's more texture like around the cheekbone. Yeah. Which, as you can see for me, I don't really have. But, um, yeah, just looking and, uh, looking like thinner essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely after a three day fast looking thinner <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But all good things. Dude, you can, serious. You meditate on a three day fast. Holy shit. You're going into some new places. Enlightenment. We'll <laughs> find you. Yeah. I am enlightened, sir. Yeah. You sit under a tree, make it 50 days. You'll discover gravity. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, assault bike, sauna, fast. Gotta say, I don't know if there's too many people I know that do one of those things, let alone the collection of all of those things. And I was wondering if that approach or attitude to your health and it being a vehicle for your mental performance is something that uh, you've only recently had or is something that you've had for a long time? It's been developing probably for the last two years, maybe one year, like consistently. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you attribute it to? Um, well, the sauna, when that entered the scene, that was kind of gimme. It's like, mm. if there's a sauna in the garage, I'm going to use, use it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was just kind of like, all right. Um, I tried out going to a gym uh, about a year ago. I probably signed up for this membership. And then I'd go like three uh, three days out of the week. Mm-hmm. The other days I would maybe try to sort of do something active, but not really keep on it. It was those three days that were the gym days that I dedicated to being in the gym. Then I... Gotta go lift. <laughs> and then I stopped that and I actually so I paused the membership and then I just started doing consistent everyday home exercises. So I had a kettlebell, pull up bar, uh, some bands, and I would just do I would just do something every day and just make sure I sweat. Every Any day. of that's like COVID related? None of it, no, none okay, of none of it's you. COVID related. Nice. This this was all in like the last uh, six or eight months. Gotcha. So it wasn't like you had like a fuck ton of time on your hands, but 
there became this like gradual build that started a couple of years ago into and maybe it was reinforced because of the mental clarity that you were receiving from it. I see. I gotcha. That and also, um, interestingly enough, when I stopped going to the gym, uh, I noticed myself like the physical adaptations I noticed a lot more after I stopped going to the gym. When I started doing consistent stuff every day and like some of this stuff was simply like we're talking 30 minutes I'm just hitting some push-ups and pull-ups and squats I noticed my body changing a lot more rapidly Mm. into what one would consider a more fit looking body and then when I added the the cold exposure every day so like the cold shower right when I wake up damn that, that yeah that i noticed dude that has <laughs> dude that's that's i think been even one of the even bigger catalysts than the everyday workout of, of as far as like mentally and then physically like both the benefits there are just astronomical god i i just straight up refuse to do that do you not like cold <laughs> are you um are you one that turns away from the cold? Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm shy. <laughs> I'm shy about Grew the cold. Up in that's San, for sure. In San Diego area, yeah. yeah. I'll plunge, you know, like a when y'all had that had that ice plunge. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, See, I do like that. Yeah, I do like going B to B with that and the sauna, and I do like doing the cold plunge first. That's for sure. Yeah, I. In terms of the shower, mm-hmm. the only time I turn the shower to cold is when I wash my hair. Because it's better for your hair. I, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, because like my my scalp will get dry. It'll mm-hmm. get flaky. And unless I have been, it's like a one of those plants that needs maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I would love for it to be like that succulent I have over there. <laughs> but it's not. It's like I, I got to time it right. Yeah. And like the grease has got to build and I can't wash it too often because otherwise the grease doesn't hold and then it gets all wild and shit yeah on the upside though i don't have to use product and there's also no signs of my hairline moving at all so yeah. i think i'm doing something right definitely I'm doing something yeah right. and so i'm curious to get your hair regimen after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'll give you the whole routine um but washing my hair with cold water uh would be better for my scalp and my hair mm. and um is it a, a cold shower? No. And do I let it touch the rest of my body? It's as it stays on the skull as much as possible. <laughs> if it like crawls down my shoulders or my back, if it touches my hips. Oh my god. If my <laughs> dick gets cold water. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Yeah. No cold water on the balls, bro. You'd be surprised how quickly your body gets cold adapted though. Like oh yeah. yeah. Two or three days of cold shower. Bro, you're... every time you get into the ocean, that's how it feels. Yeah. You start going in, you're like, Oh, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold, yeah. it's cold. And the slower you go and like the worse it is, it's better if like you go in and you dive under the first wave you can. Mm-hmm. And then you keep your shoulders under the water because it feels better underneath, which is yeah weird. But if you go in all like slow step and the first time the water tickles your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and you just let it sit there, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's that's no bueno. Yeah. Well, a beautiful thing about your situation, the more... Water in San Diego is not that cold. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it still gets cold, but... Also, the more you don't want to get into like cold water specifically, the actual like the bigger that return is. Yeah, the mm. bigger return. 
The same thing with lifting weights. Like the more resistance you have towards a weight, um, the same thing applies for cold. So like the harder it is oh, for you I to see. stand under a cold shower, the more gains you get. The more gains. Uh, and if you go I back see. to the book of bro science, <laughs> gains equals good. Yeah. <laughs> Gains are good. Yeah, gains are good. <laughs> and I, no, yeah, and also like, you do it for a week straight, you're getting cold adapted to that pretty quickly. Do you feel like, uh, are you shy about letting people know that you were in a frat once? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, bro. <Sometimes>, for sure. <laughs> Same. I, know. Yeah. I feel like I should lean into it a little bit more with my act, you know, to give frat bros in the world a safe space to attend. Yeah, I think it's a smart move. Perhaps. Yeah. Shows a little bit more vulnerability. I think so, because it's not that the bad rep for frat guys is necessarily unwarranted. Totally is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is plenty of degeneracy yeah. to uh, to go around that area. Yeah. Also, I've never seen somebody butt-checked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, no, uh, too many times, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought like your house was the nice house. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's, I definitely thought these halls were worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but most uh, most often I, I get that same thing. But I notice that it happens. I'm the most shy about that concept if uh, if I'm around women. Hmm. Yeah, which doesn't seem like off uh, initial like initially. Frat guys were cool. If you were in a frat, girls liked you. That was the equation. And then <laughs> you leave university, and it's like the equation turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If a woman finds out too quickly that you're in a fraternity, you, depending it's a hard, on it's a hard ick yeah. to overcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depending on the women, but yeah, I think for for most, really, I think so. You think any woman north of like 24 hears that you're in a fraternity and is like, ooh. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, the one I would love to. The know. one example I was thinking of. Oh my god, he was on a frat, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this person that I'm thinking of actually still has friends in college, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but oh, everyone, gotcha. else, everyone else, everyone uh, else. That's kind of a funny time, right? It's like 23, 24, 25. You have friends that are still in college. You might even see someone that's like still in college. Yeah, and you're not sure how wrong it is. <laughs> They're like, you're like, uh, was it a fraternity? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you hit like 28, 29, 30, you get this feeling. It's like, I maybe shouldn't be around 21 year olds anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, uh, that could just come off as not the best. <laughs> yeah. Not the best. Hey, man, if they're in your tribe, they're in your tribe. Right. Yeah. 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 But why are they in your tribe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little different, though, if you're like, uh, like 37 to 30. I've been seeing uh, the weddings in that range. Like, woman's at, like, about 30. Man's, like, about 37 or so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems to be pretty sensible. Also, like, uh, like 44 and 35. Like, see that one happening decently. Yeah. Yeah. But, I like... Th this is something that I learned about men versus women that I thought was interesting. Um, that as men get older, their sort of appeal sexually kind of increases at a quicker sorry at a sl it like decreases at a slower rate than women so like for men 
peak sort of uh, like attractiveness. Attractiveness, yeah, would happen like maybe even like mid thirties to like you know like that mid thirties is probably like when men are seen by women who are particularly younger. Like that's like the 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 peak time. Like if you're getting, I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) You gotta like you know disclose. Yeah, Yeah, let you know what the road ahead is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for women, it it decreases uh, more quickly. Like, um, I mean, at least this is what uh, the research suggests. The the halls of pro science. The halls of pro science. Yeah, Yeah, dude, this conversation could just be like, (laughs) yeah, these fucking fraternity guys just keep making these goddamn. Assumptions. Yeah, young Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> pull this up for me. <laughs> you've uh, you've done a good job, by the way, of at least from an outsider's perspective, of not having your life too distracted by uh, romantic engagements. Mm. Not that you haven't had any, um, but I'm you know. so lonely. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Um. Um, What's your uh, what's your secret? Um, also, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I guess my secret was <laughs> when I was in college. I just had way too much fun, too much fun, to a point where it was like bad. Like I, I definitely view women as like these amazing, awesome, very beautiful creatures, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I myself loved women a, a lot when I was in college, right? And as I came out of college, I sort of just like uh, no longer felt um, that urge to sort of like, I guess you could say splurge. <laughs> um, how have I kept myself like romantically? Even with like available? the relationships that you've had though. Yeah. It's like um, some people could be in your same situation, but what they'll do is like they'll they'll be consumed then by that person. Mm. You see this sometimes with like serial monogamists, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm honestly I would describe myself sometimes as as getting that way when I'm in a relationship. I can become that way at least. Um, I've gotten way better at it as I've gotten older, like for instance, my timeline of relationships, when I first started uh, like being in relationships, when I was in, this was like late high school, I didn't really have my first serious quote unquote relationship until probably junior, senior year of high school. Yeah. Same. And that one was so to the point of like unhealthy. <laughs> it was like a wake up, it was just like a slap to the face after it ended of, okay, I can never let that happen again. Oh, what do you mean, like, unhealthy? Like, was it like a buddy of the elf? I'm in love, I'm in love, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I was like, more or less. Oh, I was really? buddy of the elf, and this girl was, um, she she just had a lot of issues of her own um, that I knew were there and maybe, like, wanted to subconsciously help fix. But she looked like Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Uh, who, I don't know the that girl is. that Buddy falls in love with in the movie. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, she, but she's cute. 
She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no. very much Team Zoe. Go, go. Zoe. I'm Team Zoe as well. <laughs> but go on anyway. <laughs> but no, this relationship. Uh, like I said, she just had her own issues. I had, I guess, probably my own issues. Maybe objectively, my issues were were less severe, and I felt like obligated to ha- try to help oh. this person. Okay. And I would pretty much sacrifice like what my life to do that. Like so, and she took advantage of that. I think, uh, which just ended up being super, super bad for both of us. <laughs> and also she would, she would cheat on me, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. So I like got so absorbed. I got mm-hmm. absorbed to the point of like, I'm no longer happy at all in this mm-hmm. relationship or in my life that after that, I kind of came out of it with this like renowned, renewed sense of what a relationship shouldn't look like. <laughs> so I was like, that's what it doesn't look like. <laughs> all right don't repeat that one again um so yeah i think it's i guess when i enter into something that's romantic with anyone i i, I think it's super important that the two people have their own lives and can be their own people and they're not dependent upon the other person for it. like a lot of the things you know you can still be there for them but like don't depend on them you know, I knew there's a reason why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we definitely share perspective on that. Uh, yeah, that's that's for goddamn sure. And uh, different perspectives really throw me off. Like uh, there was some woman that I became friends with in university who would joke around about going to school for the missus degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's a hard line to take. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going into this being like, I'm going to be, I'm going to find someone I can depend on. Yeah. That's not very feminist. No. (laughs) I mean, biologically, (laughs) I, I, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think even then, um, I can't make fun of feminism. I mean, you can't make fun of feminists. I won't make fun of feminism. I like feminism, but feminists, free game. Dude, with any yeah, with any group, there are the yeah, any Um, biologically, I think it makes sense, but even then, like, I don't know. I think, I I think that women are especially good at things that men aren't good at, and you know, vice versa. But women, I see as especially good at being able to nurture and feel empathy and do a bunch of other stuff that men aren't necessarily cut out for or at least biologically equipped to do as good as women um so in that regard i could see why some girls would be like no i'm just going to be the missus i'm hoping that they say that in the sense that they're trying to be like the the one that sort of oversees and like takes care of like either the kids or something else but even like with those women i'm saying like they have something that they're doing and they're dedicating themselves to that isn't the other person directly like they still have their own oh their own lives they have their own lives yeah yeah yeah. hopefully actually that i got a new perspective today thank you jackson yeah yeah because those girls that as a kid who like to like play house i never understood that yeah. I was like, that's what a silly thing to do. <laughs> and um, and like that idea of having a partnership with a woman who like does that, 
still not something I'm like super fond of, but with what you said, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's a feeling of like passion purpose. Yeah. And also, man, family values aren't something to that I try not to step on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you're going to make good human beings with good families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that don't always have to be, I think nuclear, like traditional families, but families with a loving and involved mother. <laughs> yeah. You got to talk shit on that, Chris? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I'm not going to at all. Yeah. yeah. And for you, it was, um, you had that reflection. And when you left university, you have that uh, revelation of sorts or like an inner change that you didn't have to like externally work on, which I think is, is really uh, fascinating. Because hmm. mm. for me, uh, not necessarily, but in that case, um, there's a, what would be the phrase? Infatuation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably would be the best term. Yeah, yeah, because uh, women are remarkable, man. Not just in like their aesthetics, but also, like you mentioned, in the way that they nurture, in the way that they feel, the way that they communicate in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, are yeah, I use the word remarkable. I'll say it again, remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you find yourself feeling that infatuation, hearing the siren song, with, <sighs> with sirens, women. bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and this like guilt. That when I've been in a uh, in a committed thing, that like this guilt that there's this time that I should be putting in towards being better at this, that, or the other, so that way I can advance towards being a person that can afford to buy a home <laughs> in San Diego specifically. Yeah. Like that's one of my markers. It's like I. I feel like I'm from here. I feel like I belong here. And I want to have a house. God damn it. I want to have a place with a yard. Yeah. I want to have two dogs. Right. Like I want all those things to happen in San Diego. Yeah. And for me to do that, what I can't do is cuddle until 11 a.m. <laughs> That's great <laughs> get, as it is. Get sounds. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Get breakfast. Uh, have a nice afternoon. And, you know, do some work in the mid-afternoon to evening. And then get off at, say, 8 p.m., 9 p.m. or so. And then watch anime together until <laughs> 1 in the morning and then repeat. Even yeah. though, like you said, it's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> it rocks. It really does. It's sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, But no, I, I have uh, actually experienced the same feeling before. Mm. When I was, this is still when I was sort of pursuing music um, and like really going after that. I remember being in somewhat of committed relationships. They were committed relationships and just having that feeling of um, like I'm like guilt almost like the guilty feeling to myself of like you could be doing this thing that has uh, like, you know, an impact. But instead you're spending time with this person it's like it's kind of like a that's a hard thing to struggle with feeling like guilty about being with someone that makes you happy it's mm-hmm. like, that you care about yeah that you're happy that you're making happy 
yeah yeah that whole thing that and like feeling guilty about that is is a terrible feeling at least for me personally it mm -hmm. hurt a lot but and like an actual struggle too because it's like when you look at it it's like i actually am not doing the work that needs to be done yeah yeah and there's a lot of like value that comes with if you're a woman out there listening to this if you're looking to enter into a significant relationship perhaps do it with a guy who is like established in something already who has like formed that out for themselves because they'll be the person that's most prepared to then give you who they are mm -hmm. and not have that type of guilt and also be in a position to do the things that you're going to want him to do for you also you as a woman do the things that you want to do in that time too like if there's places that you want to travel to if there's a career arc that you want to have you don't have to rush into a relationship to feel necessarily happy or fulfilled in that yeah. sense the asterisk that i have to that is there is something really cool with people that kind of like the michelle obama brack thing mm -hmm. like before they both got to such an apex they they went through the grind together and so if it's not that then and i'll turn this around and speak it to men have a, a relationship that works in a way where your goals are in alignment and at the time that you spend are have those goals in mind yeah yeah, yeah and sure. that's fucking tricky yeah but when so yeah yeah, I mean, at least we're we're bringing it out there and putting it out there, but no, yeah. Rather than feeling like you're compromising your time by just spending with the other person, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is why relationships like Barack and uh, Michelle, or even Paul Stamets and his wife, as I read through this book, him and his wife when they were young, both had this infatuation with mushrooms, it seems, and they were able to develop their connection for one another but also their um lives as like people involved with this certain thing and they were able to do it successfully and nice be happy together you know yeah barclay yeah. crenshaw and his wife andy who's that? dirty bird records ah uh, yeah 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 um and claude von stroke for mm -hmm. for most people mm -hmm. yeah they got that thing too yeah yeah magic man yeah. rare but fucking magic if it happens yeah, so you just gotta find a funny yogi out there, <laughs> funny <laughs> uh, comedy yogi. I think there's um, it's not so much finding somebody. Uh, I think for me, especially at this stage, it's um, being somebody that is lovable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and having a the things in place so that way the person who I'm in a relationship with they feel uh, loved by me instead of like something that's being like traded off or something that like I'm kind of like guilt tripping about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. You so have to feel guilty about giving your time to this person yeah mm. yeah I think there's some uh, character flaws that that I have too yeah um like for you, it sounds like when you're around women, it's not so much that uh, you get a 
a wandering eye, so to speak. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, if, uh, if a charismatic conversation comes up, I lean into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's silly. And like, uh, moonlighting at like a bar too, uh, at a nightclub, no less. It's like, uh, when it happens, it's like, it's, they're probably angling for like the free drink or whatever. And for the most part, they don't get it, which gives me a lot of satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women who are like, I'm gonna get a free drink. And when it doesn't happen, I get a lot of satisfaction. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you yeah. dick, Chris. Ah, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> Yeah, that's just because I'm a feminist, bro. <laughs> I'm going to give as many free ones to guys <laughs> as I am to girls tonight. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that one of my character flaws is, um, is yeah, like I'm, I'm susceptible to sirens. Yeah. And uh, actively working on it, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I was speaking about it with a friend of mine and it being like a, uh, trance yeah probably the best way to describe it that would be the thing most akin to the whole like siren thing but if yeah. i were to try to approach this as though um a woman doesn't have bad intentions so like a siren is trying to make a sailor crash into the rocks and right sure there's someone out there doing <laughs> that. but i don't think most women are yeah like you and i both agree that women are great honestly mm-hmm. like overall they're i'm so glad they're here <laughs> we wouldn't be here without hey, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's any secret why in social spaces women get more attention and more love yeah yeah you know i can't exactly explain why aspects are like the thing on instagram like what those are the things I like, yeah 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 like that'll get the most traffic consistently got a nice ass gonna post it gonna have a lot of fans right yeah that is a there's Even a high phenomenon that I'm like, <laughs> can we psychologically examine this? <laughs> There's a huge demand for ass. That's why. Yeah. And what is it about it? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, men are horny and <laughs> women, you know, women just love to, well, some women love to compare, I guess. Yeah. So you got men and women looking at this ass. And uh, that a woman's physique reasons. is worthy of holding that attention. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like undisputed champion. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. They they, they aesthetically are much more pleasing than male figures. Don't know why that is. I think it's curves, more or less, instead of like straight lines. And uh, they typically will sing better as a group. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear any group of girls sing versus any group of guys sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you curate those lists, I'm sure it ends up different. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. Uh, you got a uh, a lot of good things I think locked down in your personality. I think you got a good things locked down in your attitudes and uh and I'm excited for you, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be excited for you. Um is there anything that you want to plug before uh, you hop off this? Um, well, if you are looking for mushroom spores for research purposes only, you can check out fungushead.com. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to say is just thank you, Chris, for first first being just who you are um, and also for having me on this podcast to explore these different, uh, different things. Um, 
I definitely appreciate having you in my life because you are a figure to admire in your demeanor and many other things. So thank you. I'm about to enter my 24-hour LSD experience. Because <laughs> I call that. Thanks, man. I am John Mayer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when you come back, um, I'll, uh, we'll run this again. I'm looking forward to hearing what's on the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to. Um, thanks for sending me that sample, too. Definitely check out that website. It's a really cool thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really great human. We're going to end this in the same way that I've ended the other early batch of episodes. I think when... I start season three. I'll start something new, but I'm doing this because Andrew Santino deserves a lot of credit. I love the way that he ends his Whiskey Ginger podcast with this. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pretend like there's a camera over my left shoulder mm-hmm. and uh, with a, a word or a phrase. Yeah. Uh, you're going to end the episode. You can choose any any word or phrase. You just uh, look into the camera and let me know when you're ready. Any word or phrase. Mm-hmm. Ending the conversation. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I think I have it. Just butt chug it.